Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Embiid, driving, powers, dunks, and then talks trash to Ed Davis. Last night, the Jazz missed 8, 17 of 18 shots, and they're doing it again. Left side, three, Thibel up and in. Quinn Snyder, timeout. Wow. Bogdanovich pushing. Travels, they don't call it. Instead, he turns it over. Fast break the other way. Harris down the middle of the lane. Rotates to the corner. And his ball fakes a three. Now fires and hits. Down 25. Well, we're, you know, home, road, whatever. It's, I want us to come out and compete every night. You know, it's a quick turn. We fly across the country. We play the Lakers on Wednesday. So, we'll keep at it. Well, Gordon, the Jazz are back home after their five-game road trip, five games in eight, eight nights. They wrapped it up with a loss last night in Philly, 103-94. They go 1-4 and four with their only win coming against the Memphis Grizzlies. On Friday, they have losses to Milwaukee, Indiana, Toronto, and Philadelphia. And those are quality teams, but we thought the Jazz might be able to come together on the road and work out some of the things that were ailing them. They're eight and one at home. I mean, they have been really good here, but uh, but it didn't it didn't really come together. Uh, the way they lost to Toronto, and then the way that game started out last night, falling behind by twenty six. You, you just it's very difficult to climb out of a hole like that, especially when you're trying to work through your problems. And uh, didn't happen for the Jazz, and there's all kinds of reasons. Um. First of all, I don't think it's it's a hard time to judge the Jazz because of what uh, of what that road trip was. I mean, and we found out some things. Indiana is a pretty darn good yeah. basketball team. Mm-hmm. Now that that is the most alarming loss on the road trip, in my opinion. And we can get well, back to that. They played so poorly that night. They did, and and they got pushed around, which is a, a really bad sign. Not that you know Indiana isn't going to push around some teams this year, but they pushed the Jazz around, and that's not good. Uh, Toronto is legit. They are way better than I gave them credit for, and that I thought that they would be without without Kawhi Leonard. Although you did you did sing the praises of Siakam. Oh, he's awesome. He's so good. Now that you should never be down by forty points at half ever, ever. I didn't even know that was possible. That's, <laughs> well, it never happened before. The Jazz. It, it should, that should never happen and is inexcusable. But Toronto's really good. Uh-huh. And then we know that Philly is is big and athletic and a really tough team to play against on the second night of a back-to-back. And Milwaukee is steamrolling everybody. So mm-hmm. what they were asked to do on this road trip was pretty ridiculous. So keep that in mind. I understand that. But on the other hand, there is an expectation for this team this year that has not yet completely eroded. And they just don't want it to erode. So they should be held to a high standard. I mean, this is the, not the Jazz team of two years ago. And they should perform better than that. I agree, but they have some flaws and some stuff yeah. that maybe we didn't really pay close enough attention to that they're going to have to figure out. The 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 bench, is it's a problem. Yes. And I don't know if personnel-wise they can really do anything. Maybe maybe hit the buyout market when, when that becomes more of a thing. But it's not like they have a ton to trade. So it's not like they can easily go out and add some some bench depth. But basically, these scoring droughts where they end up down 26, like happened, is you can time it out to when the bench comes in. They can't. That bench unit can't score. And so the the answer, at least in the short term, Gordon, is is going to have to be rotational. 
and we've seen Quinn Snyder do a bunch of different stuff, but he's got to figure out a way to either you know, negate the damage that the bench is doing, or he, we were joking in the other studio before the show started, leave the, the your best lineup in until you're up 30 and then just hope that the bench hangs on? I mean, what do you do? Okay, so let's break that down a little bit. Uh, it's not just, and I wrote about the shooting woes that the Jazz have had, and we'll get into that in a minute, but you've got to have somebody who's running the freaking offense. You've got to have someone who can be a floor general and get the ball where in the direction it's supposed to be going. And I'm not sure that Emmanuel Moutier is is capable of doing that, or he, he certainly hasn't shown that. He's capable of a mid-range shot. He's capable of creating his own shot at times, but is he capable of running the Jazz offense? Uh, I would say the verdict right now is no. Emmanuel- Last night you saw you saw that Quinn put Dante Exum in initially to see if that would work. In the past, we've seen Joe running running the the second team offense, and well, last night he ended up running the first team offense, and it looked pretty good, by the way. Yeah, Rudy certainly enjoyed Joe making plays for him. But but what are you going to do? But who? Be- because you got to run the freaking offense the way it's set up to run, right? You can't have your starters go in the game and then have your bench come in and completely rearrange the way you do your business on the floor. I mean, it just seems like that's too complicated. But I mean, who is Joe making plays for in that bench unit? You know what I mean? Like Emmanuel Mudiay, he does one thing really really well, and. Outside of that, it's it's definitely hit or miss. He's drive right guy. He can drive right mm-hmm. and he can beat his man. He's really good at that. But that's you know how does Joe Ingles create for that? I mean that's give it to Emmanuel and get out of the way. And that's that's what his offense basically is limited to. Ed Davis is not the role of Rudy is not even close. So he's limited offensively. Jeff Green has struggled his, uh, mightily over stretches. George Niang has George been Niang hit, has hit not miss. played as well as he did last year. So who's even if it's Joe who's doing that creating for the bench unit? Who's he creating for? And I actually thought Locke put it really well last night when we were doing crosstalk. Who on the bench is is forcing Quinn to play them? Who on the bench is is you know, begging for minutes. You know, who on the bench is, you've got to play this guy. Jay Crowder had a lot of faults, and I know we we kind of chuckle at his shot selection, but he did a lot of great things for the Jazz where you had to play him. Mm-hmm. There's no one in that bench unit right now where you're going, oh, man, you've got to get him in the game. At no time did I think the Jazz would so sorely miss Howell Neto. Hey, we saw Howell play pretty well at times last night for the Sixers. He just couldn't stay on the floor. That was so, how so, big problem. So what do you do? I, what, what Quinn will try to do is keep moving forward, try to get the team to improve, continue to instruct, try to get them to change the way they play certain guys. But it makes me wonder, I've seen other teams that have uh, found sort of talent in, in, the, in, in the rough. And the, is there anybody in the G League? Well, I'm sure I, I they're. Mean, <laughs> they got to be scouring. I'm sure they're open for solutions. They're just a little limited to what what really that that they can do, and and the other flaw right now, unfortunately, uh, Gordon, and and here's some you know some some honesty, and I think a lot of Jazz fans are talking about it, but Mike Conley is not good enough right now, and he's still fitting, and we're we're still talking comfort, and all those things are are still around, but they need 
they need him in particular to be better on both sides of the floor. And I, I have some sympathy for him because he's being asked to do some different things, but that's part of what's missing right now. We're a quarter of the way through the season, so I wonder how long it's going to take. Some people are wondering how this thing's going to turn out. That seems a little rash at this point. It you does know, seem Typically, right. you'd think that the Jazz would smooth this ride along the way. But there's no doubt that the offense has been disrupted. The Jazz are not shooting the ball well, and their defense has slipped. Right. So, And, and <laughs> the irony is that they were willing to maybe give up a little bit of their defense in order to increase their offense, and it has not happened. The Jazz are shooting worse by two percentage points than from the field than they did a year ago. I remember last year when we were wa- we watched the Jazz through stretches and we would go, team can't score enough. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough weapons. And so what do the Jazz go out and do? They find weapons, they bring them in, and it has not gelled to this point. They're shooting 45% from the floor. They've made 791 of 1,756 shots. Their effective field goal position, uh, shooting percentage is down. And they're, they're, they are better, they are slightly better shooting the three, but you would expect that if they shot enough threes, then that might make up for the dearth of shooting from two. But that's not really happening because they're not shooting enough of the threes to make the difference. Their effective field goal percentage last year was 53.8. They were, I think, fifth. And this year, so far, they're 16th at 52%. And it doesn't seem like a lot, 1.8, one, 1. Uh, you know, but it is. that You lose close games that way. And the Jazz, uh, when they start missing shots, that's when they get blown out, Jake, because it seems like they lose focus and the force, Quinn talks about. When you start missing shots, it just all flows uh, in a bad direction from that point on. So how do you fix that? Some of it is mental. Some of it is attitude. Some guys, I get the feeling, I don't know this for a fact, and I don't know what the, the problem, but it seems like there's, there's something deeper here than just schematics on the floor. And I maybe that's an irresponsible comment because I don't know what it is. But something seems awry. Um, I think they haven't taken good shots at times this year. Um, I, I think the league has, has changed the way it, it schemes defensively a little bit, and the Jazz have not adjusted um, in, incredibly well to that. But the, the stats nerds will tell you, Gordon, they're taking too many mid-range shots. I mean, that's... Uh, you know, if you and gave, they're missing them. If you gave Locke, you probably wouldn't even need to give Locke truth serum, but if you gave Locke a little truth serum, that's what he'd tell you. They're taking too many mid-range shots. But, like, the 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 problem with all the math is is that everybody has access to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and the people who figure out the way to best use the math are, 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 are probably the people that are most successful with it. But the thing is, is, is like, okay, so the, the shots at the rim and the corner threes are the best shots in basketball to mm-hmm. get. You know, the, the math backs that up. But you know who also knows that? The defense. The other team. <laughs> so they're going to scheme. to. Uh, you know, Rudy set the dunks record last year, right? So do you think teams are thinking, you know, Rudy's, I guess, just going to dunk over us for the entire game? No, they're going to, you know, sag their big, as we've talked about a million times, and they're going to stop Rudy from dunking on them because it's the best shot in the game. Joe Ingles is canon, you know, open corner threes by the dozen. 
you know, the other team's probably going to hug Joe Ingles. So, I mean, it's it's how do you adapt to that? And the Jazz need to have, figure out a way to adapt better to well, it because the, they're missing too many mid-range shots right and, now. And they are trying to adapt to it, but then they get sloppy with their passing and they are 24th in the league in, in turnovers. That's that's not good. No, and that's the that's the blender not wor- working. Well, not even not working, not not being run correctly. And some people have said, well, they're trying to they're trying to to get into transition more. And so when that happens, then you turn the ball over more. But their their pace is behind what it was a year ago, so that you can't use that excuse. At least as far as the ranking, last year they were thirteenth. This year they're sixteenth in pace. So what's going on? They're figuring it out. That's they're, that's all you can say. They're twenty seventh in assists, Jake. Twenty seventh in the league. That's not good enough. In assists for a ball movement team that depends on assists in order to create good shots. Now, is it the fact that you can't pick up an assist if you pass the ball to someone and then they miss the shot? But is it is it that, or is it that the setup? doesn't give the shooter the proper rhythm and timing to make the shot. Or is the setup even happening? You know? Are you are you taking a mid-range shot before the setup has a chance to work? Yeah. So, you know, and I think those are all things that they're figuring. Listen, with Quinn Snyder's offense, one person is going to have a tough time averaging 10 assists a game. Right, because it's just not yeah. it's not how it works. It's not John Stockton let the air out of the ball, right. dump it into Carl, uh-huh. and and there's an automatic assist. But your total team assists should still be relatively high, especially compared to your made field goals. Well, they averaged 26 last year, and they're averaging 21 this year, which is a significant difference. Yes, it is. That's 10 points at least, maybe 15. But uh, but that talks about the other teams adjusting too, because if you're not getting easy assists to Rudy at the rim. You know, I wonder how many assists they got throwing lobs to Rudy at the rim last year. And if teams are playing them differently, then you've got to figure out a different shot. And their catch and shoot numbers right now are not terrific. In fact, I'll, I'll go see if I can uh, if I can dig those up. But and we thought they would be really good at that this year. We thought that they and might get, lead the league in catch and shoot. So all of this is combining with the backdrop of higher expectations for this team. And so, I mean, last year they had a worse record than they do now, I assume. They uh, did. Uh, but uh, but it, it just seems like they're off to a worse start because the uh, anticipation was so high. Um. All right, I'll see if I can find those. This is the quote from, from Quinn Snyder last night. Quote, we have to use games to get better. And that's what they're going to try and do. Quinn almost had a sense of like relief in his voice. It it was interesting. Ben, ben Anderson and I uh, talked about this because Ben was with me for both games, both Sunday and and last night. If you listen to Quinn Snyder's post game comments on Sunday, the guy just sounded like like tired, fed up. You know, uh, like a like. I would be agitated if I had enough energy to be agitated. And then last night, he sounded just like a guy who was relieved. Like, thank goodness this is over. We're going to get on a plane, and I can put my mind on something else. Like what? I don't know. But he just sounded almost like, I'm so glad this is over. I... I I knowing Quinn the way we do, he's he's an extremely intelligent man, and he he has a plan. But I get the feeling sometimes it's like a parent that wants his kids 
who knows the right path for their kids, knows the right direction to go, knows what will make them happy, and then watching them not follow through on the plan. All right, we'll have more coming up next. It's a Tuesday Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.